What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Analog Girl Podcast. This is your podcast for your 30s. Oh, wait a minute, y'all. I didn't do the la 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 Latoya. Uh, uh, I was her name. It's Latoya. Uh, uh, Latoya. Latoya. Yeah, you know, I normally give that to y'all in the beginning, but look at me moving so fast. But anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Analog Girl Podcast yet again. This is your podcast for your 30-somethings and your 40-somethings, and we are on a quest, y'all. We're on a quest to get our analog lives in this digital-driven world. Uh, if this if this is your first time coming to listen to the podcast, thank you so much, y'all. And when you're done listening to this episode, and only when you're done, you want to go back and listen to the other episodes I have. I have so many different topics that I talk about, um, EFT tapping to help lower your anxiety, manifestation to help live your best life, financial anxiety, and how to get out of debt. Um, I'm talking about loneliness. I'm talking about grief. I talk about so many different things that cause us anxiety in this day and age. And I think these episodes will be great for you to listen to. And if you're not new and you're coming back and you're holding me down, you know, guys, I always want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart that you guys are listening. I jumped into someone's live the other day. I can't remember her name, but she was so excited to see me in her live. And it just motivated me, y'all, to keep giving y'all this content, to keep talking about what I'm going through, to keep talking about my experience with anxiety, because you guys are out there listening. You guys are out there connecting. And I thank y'all for it. So listen, if you like what you hear, okay, and this is only if you like what you hear, all right, because I see some people that dropped a little thumbs down or a little two stars on a little podcast. I'm not mad, okay? I'm not mad at you. You got, you have the right to have your own opinion, but there are other people out here who like me. There are other people out here who like this message that I'm giving or the message that I'm sending or the stories that I'm sharing. So ladies and gentlemen, if you do enjoy this podcast, please to keep the credibility going to help me um, be able to invest more into this podcast and to and into the analog girl community. Would you mind going and hitting the subscribe button And not only hitting the subscribe button, but also rating this podcast wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it is on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you're at. If you can just rate it, please. I'm not going to tell y'all how many stars to put, but five would be preferable. Okay, five would be preferable. So uh, uh, if you put that, if you rate it and then also just drop some words of encouragement or why you enjoy listening to this podcast, I'd really appreciate it. And I'm also going to be doing a giveaway. So throughout the month, I'm watching to see who is uploading. I'm watching to see who's rating and who's subscribing. And I will be giving a giveaway to that particular person that I choose. So. Thank you guys so again so much for listening. And I just really appreciate you all becoming a part of the analog community because we are all analogers out here living our best lives in this digital driven world. Now let's get on into the check-in. All right, guys. Well, I hope your anxiety levels are low to non-existent. 
And if they aren't, you know, we always remember to breathe. Deep breathing is very cliche when people say take a deep breath, but it's also very real and very effective. So let's just do some quick deep breathing right now. In through the nose. And hold it. And breathe out through the mouth. One more time. In through the nose. Hold it. And then breathe out through the mouth. One last time, because I'm starting to feel good, y'all. In through the nose. And then hold it. Out through the mouth. Yes. I don't know about y'all, but um, I need... I need all the calming, all the soothing talk, all the meditation, everything I can get. Um, you know, quarantine, isolation, lockdown, COVID, all this has been a lot. Um, and I try my best not to talk about it. And I was saying, I don't want to make a whole bunch of content about coronavirus. But like, listen, this is our lives right for right now. Um, and this is what's going on. Um, I actually just finished having a whole emotional breakdown um, because I was talking to a friend and my friend dumped all her emotion, all her hurt, all her pain. I wouldn't say she dumped it on me. She was sharing and she needed to talk and she needed to vent, but I wasn't prepared. Um, and I, I didn't know where it was like a quick, like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to take this conversation south, or I don't mean to bring this, bring the energy down in the conversation, but let me tell you what happened. And she's a very vivid, detailed storyteller. So when she told me this story, um, I, and I'm not even going to share with y'all because I don't want to trigger anybody else who's listening to this, but it triggered me. Um, it was just a very sad story. And it made me start to think, oh, God, now I'm praying my family's protected. I'm praying my mom is protected. I'm just praying that, you know, I'm not affecting anybody. You know, like my whole mind and my body just shut down. And when I got off the call, I just sat here and I cried. And then, and I'm about to start crying now, and I'm going to try not to. Whoo! And then I realized I got to bring myself together because I have scheduled myself to do this podcast so I can talk to y'all. So I am just trying to pull myself together as much as the other, any other body, any other person out here who is trying to pull themselves together the best way they know how. The only way I know how to explain this isolation, and especially for us who are going through anxiety, is one day I will feel like Beyonce. And the next day, honey, I I can't even think of an equivalent of who I would feel like. I mean, who is just down and out in the dumps and just, just can't overcome? Whoever it is, I will feel a, a wreck, a shanti. Uh, is that a good comparison? <laughs> That's not nice. But anywho, you all understand what I'm saying is that one day is good, you know, and I'm feeling good and I'm like confident in my mental space and I'm confident in my coping skills and I'm confident on resisting 
you know, negative energy or resisting narratives and stories that might trigger me. And then other days I'm just left wide open. And today was one of those days when I was left wide open and I wanted to be a listening ear. And all I kept saying to myself was she needs to talk. She needs to say this. She needs to get this off her chest. She needs to cry. But at the same time, I'm like, Lord, I need to be able to release this when I get off this call. I need to be able to to be okay when I get off this call because I'm now a nervous wreck after <laughs> after talking to her. So I just sat here and cried, y'all. Um, I had a meeting very immediately after that, and then I got hopped on here to talk to y'all. So, you know, it's just I think that's part of the coping skills um in coping with triggers is that you you figure out that what has triggered you, why it's triggered you, um, and then you talk to yourself, you know, and then I talk to myself. I said, you know, nine times out of ten, these situations won't affect you. Um, in the present moment, everyone is safe. Right now, in this present moment, everyone is safe. Everyone is fine. Everyone is here. I cannot determine what's going to happen in the future. And most likely in the future, we will be fine. Everything will be fine. Most likely in the future, all of this will pass. So I had to keep telling myself that in the present moment, everyone is fine. And there's nothing I can do about the future state. I don't know what if. And what if everything turns out great? What if everything just turns out fine? I'm not going to keep thinking about the what ifs in a negative space. What if everything is going to be a-okay? What if your family is going to be all right? What if you come out of this on top? What if you come out of this more successful than you were when you went in it? So those are the things that I have been telling myself you know, today, this morning, <laughs> in all actuality, um, this afternoon, um, to push through when I get triggered. And I encourage you all to push through when you're getting triggered too as well. And also, it's not bad. And, then, you know, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, it's okay that if someone, if you know that someone's getting ready to go down a road of despair or a road and going down a rabbit hole with you in a conversation, it's totally okay to be like, you know what, I don't think I'm in a space to listen to this right now. Or, uh, I, you know, this is going to trigger me and this has nothing to do with you. And please don't take offense to it. But I personally cannot handle it any, I can't handle it anymore. And I think that was a learning thing for me. Like I, now I know if, if when I hear uh, not to take, the, if the, if I hear not to, not to make you sad or not to say anything that's going to make you feel the way. If I hear that in the beginning, I'm going to be like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm -mm. not to not to cut you off but you don't got to tell me I understand we are all grieving I understand we are all going through I understand we are hearing some wild ass stories out here but what we're not gonna do is uh hang up this phone and then I'm left here struggling going going down the rabbit hole and you going on about your life after you done dumped your whole story on me like so it's okay to say to someone yeah, not today, sis. I'm mentally not prepared for it today. That's totally okay. And if that person takes offense to it, that's not your friend. Or if that's, that person takes offense to it, they have some maturing to do and they have to understand. Everybody is in this. No one is, is, uh, no one is immune to this situation. God willing, and by the grace of God, we are immune to this disease, but no one is immune to the situation that's happening, the isolation and all of that. So anyway, 
that is what my morning has been like y'all and that is how I've been coping with my anxiety um and my triggers and it's been rough it's been rough and like I said one morning I'm fine and then the next morning I am like what the fuck you know and I think a lot of it has to do with um the fact that I am alone you know I'm alone and um And so I'm just left to my thoughts. And a lot of the times being alone is good. This time of isolation has helped me to be able to create. This time has helped me to be able to manifest things. This time has helped me to really get in tune with who I am spiritually um, and just start to get comfortable with being a spiritual human being, but being in a spiritual place and um, being connected to God. Um, it's helped me to focus on my tithing and, you know, the, the getting out of debt and create. It's just helped, helped me to focus on a lot of stuff. So I won't say that this has all been negative, but what I will say is that having uh, human interaction and human connection um, is one of my love languages, whether it's platonic or romantic. And so that has been very, very, very hard for me to deal with because I don't have any kind of romantic um, connection, even um, virtually. Um, so it's been hard to um do that. And and I've spoke about this in the other previous um, episodes. Y'all know, I know you might be sick and tired of me saying this, but listen, it's what I'm going through. This is what I'm going through. I'm not the only one. And I know that there are people out there who have significant others and they're getting on their nerves. And I feel like I probably will be that person too. Like, is he gonna come back in this room again and ask me another question or is he gonna snore this loud I think I married a bear did I marry a bear a tiger I thought I married a human like I understand you know with all the snoring that's what I mean guys if you didn't catch that like with the snoring or not cleaning up and all I get all of that And I get that, you know, we all have our different quirks. We all have our different complaints about isolation. But at the end of the day, we all need to count our blessings. If we're here and we're listening to this podcast at this present time, we are in the present moment and we are blessed to be in this present moment. Um, And we also really have to really live in the present moment. Um, When I was watching The Last Dance, that was one of the things that really resonated with me that Michael Jordan said was, why would I worry about a shot that I never took? I can't worry about something that I, I haven't even done yet. Or I can't worry about something that hasn't happened yet. So we definitely, as far as us analogers, us in the analog community who have to maintain our, our sanity and who are trying to cope through our anxiety, we must, we must, we must live in the present moment. We must look around and count the blessings of the pre- present moment that we're in. Take deep breaths and say, I am here. I am blessed. I am free. I feel good. Even if you don't, at least I have my eyes to see. I have my ears to hear. I have my fingers to touch. Start doing grounding exercises and realizing that you are here in this present moment and you start to calm yourself down. That's one of the most important things to do when we are coping with anxiety and panic attacks and PTSD is living and staying in the present space. Also, 
what has really helped me y'all is um transcendental meditation now i'm gonna be honest with y'all i was i started out i was hardcore with it right not so much now in the last two weeks you know i'm i think i might have hopped on a call maybe once but let me tell you something now they got replaced and that that was throwing me off because the calls was at seven o'clock in the morning all right and i was trying to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and do meditation it was a little rough but the six o'clock I was catching myself but now I be on the house party sometimes with my friends because I be wanting that connection but I gotta get myself together all right so maybe we're gonna get ourselves together together <laughs> so um they did change they have um, calls at 7 a.m they have a call at 9 and they also have a call at 10 right so that's in the morning so you got three uh blocks where you can meditate and it's only 20 minutes it only takes 20 minutes and he also teaches you uh how to meditate and he just gives you some quick pointers if you've never done transcendental meditation before and then they also do it at six i believe seven and eight or six eight and nine or something like that in the evening and it really 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 does help with grounding it really does help the longer you do it the better you feel so if you are interested in doing the transcendental meditation you need to reach out to me info at analoggirlpodcast.com i will forward you all the information um and we can all do this together and the more the merrier because the more people on the call the more people on the replays the higher the energy the better the the better the meditation so again, that's info at analoggirlpodcast.com. Email me, let me know you've listened to this um, episode and I will send you all the information and then y'all can meditate with me, okay? And then let me know what times you're hopping on. Maybe we can even hop on at the same time. Cool? Sounds good? Great. Also, if you want some anxiety tips, um, some quick anxiety tips or you want to forward to your friends, anybody who's letting you know that they are going through some things, you can send them to my website. My website is theanaloggirl.com. Go to free resources, enter in all your information and you'll get your free downloads. You'll actually get a free 10 minute guided meditation download. And then you'll also get six tips on reducing your anxiety quick. Okay. So don't forget to check that out. So that is it. I really appreciate y'all listening to me. And that is it for the anxiety check-in. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Listen, achieving goals was one of the hardest things for me to do when I was struggling with depersonalization and anxiety. It wasn't until I decided to seek therapy from a licensed professional that I was able to recover. That's why I believe recovery is possible for you too. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. It's not a crisis line and it's not a self-help line. It's a professional network of therapists available to help you through any mental health issue you may be having. So sign up today at betterhelp.com backslash analog girl. That's better B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com backslash analog girl to get 10% off your first month of sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available y'all. So that means you, you don't have to let money be an issue when it comes to your mental health. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit the website again. It's better B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com backslash analog girl to get 10% off your first month of sessions. Try BetterHelp today. So today in the Anxiety Zone, we have Lauren McGoodwin, who is the CEO of Career Contessa. 
Um, well, actually, she's the CEO and the founder of Career Contessa, which is a career site that helps women build successful and fulfilling careers on their terms. I think Lauren is a great person to have here today with us to have a conversation about how we can become our own career coach. Um, there's a lot of people out here who are paying thousands and thousands of dollars for career coaches to figure out their path and their purpose in life. And Lauren actually came here to talk to us today to give us some tips on what we can do to enhance our life, to advance our careers. Now, Lauren is no, like, she ain't no random Joe, okay? Like, Lauren been around. She been in these streets, okay? She's contributed career advice to Good Morning America, Refinery29, Forbes, Real Simple, Glamour, Cheddar TV, CNBC, Cupcakes and Cashmere, Goop, Wall Street Journal, and she's also spoken at TED Women, Walt Disney, um, and SXSW. Okay, so she got credit, y'all, all right? So this is why I want y'all, and I'm telling y'all this for a reason so that you don't go into this um, interview blindly thinking, what does this lady have to say to me? Okay, Lauren has a lot to say. She's very informative, um, and she actually might be able to help you get back on track or help you to stay on track where you're at. And I think this is really imperative for us to discuss because a lot of us are in a place of uncertainty with our careers right now in this world of uncertainty that we're living in. So this might be a great conversation for you if you may have lost your job or you are in a job and you're realizing with the whole work from home thing, this is not what I want to do. I don't know. I'm kind of off. These are the questions. These are the questions that you have if these are the thoughts that you have, then this conversation might be for you and Lauren will definitely be able to help you. Toya D, who was living a life of complete and utter trash, y'all, spending money frivolously on clothes, food, and bottles of wine that could be finished in one setting alone, ghosting Sally Mae and never paying a bill, y'all, going back and forth in relationships that were called situationships, a what? Going from one dead-end job to another, struggling with racial and social anxiety anxieties in the workplace. Nature finally took its course. On March 1st, Toya D woke up in an apparent dream world to which she calls the urban matrix and was left to figure out the true meaning of life and human existence. Join the journey on the quest to live fabulously, shamelessly, bold, and fearless and confident with mental health in the anxiety zone. <laughs> Okay, so Lauren, welcome to uh, the Analog Girl podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I'm looking forward to this conversation. I think this is going to be a really informative conversation um, because this is just all about girls figuring out their lives and still and being their own career coach during a time of crisis because yep. we all need to figure out what is life and what does it mean to us working girls out here. So this is going to be a great conversation. I'm very excited to have you. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, so tell us a little bit about who Lauren is, what career Contessa is. Yeah, so um, my name is Lauren McGiddle and I'm the founder and CEO of Career Contessa. We are the largest online career resource for women. Um, and we are really kind of that one-stop shop slash resource that you need for everything with your career, whether you are job searching. I know a lot of people are currently. Um, if you're trying to figure out what you want to do next in your career, we can help you with that. If you are still employed and you're trying to figure out how can I be a valuable player and still grow my career. We also cover that. 
Um, the other two topics that we mostly in, and resources that we have are related to money. We have our own salary database, which we're actually the only online salary database that will give you access to thousands of real salaries. Um, mm -hmm along with a personalized report. Um, and then the elusive work-life balance. So we'll talk about things like office culture or routines and productivity or what to do in your time off. So those are kind of the main topics. And then in terms of what we offer, it's articles, webinars, downloadable resources. We do have a curated jobs board, um, online learning courses, career coaching. So I don't want to make it too overwhelming. I mean, um, what don't we, you have? <laughs> I told you we were a one-stop shop. And then I think the most exciting thing is I actually have a book coming out soon. Um, and it's called Power Moves, How Women Can Pivot reboot and build a career of purpose. It comes out on May 19th. And what's interesting is no, I did not plan to have a career book come out right around the time that everyone was having a career crisis. Uh, but I'm really happy because I think it can help a lot of people. So yeah. Um, and it's just, just, you see how God works. Like this is yeah. <laughs> going to be a book that we're, a lot of people are going to want to uh, read and we're just going to have to know about because a lot of our careers are shifting. A lot of people out here, um, it's just going to be different. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, and, oh, totally. Job searching is looking different now and you just have to learn how to, um, interview on camera Roll with the punches, Roll with the punches. <laughs> you know, like this is crazy. Um, so a little bit about me. Um, again, I'm, this is the analog girl. I call it the analog girl podcast because I always, I'm a nineties kid and I always revert back to uh, analog lifestyle because that's what it, I think that's my piece. That's my foundation. Um, and we're just a fast paced, digital driven world, especially now everything is on zoom. Everything. Yep. I mean, birthday parties, game night, <laughs> yeah. date nights, everything's on zoom. Like everything is, uh, Instagram live. I've never seen so many lives before oh. in my life on my Instagram. It's actually feed. <laughs> kind of annoying. Like I type, I'll be typing something and then it's like, this person's alive. And then you're alive. And you're like, I didn't even, you didn't even get that. Get nope. <laughs> It is overwhelming. It is very <laughs> I love it. I'm just saying like there needs to be like a way to not have a pop up all the time. <laughs> yes. Turn the notifications off, girl. You got to turn them off. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. So, you know, it's just the analog girl living in a digital world. And I just always uh, go back to my analog and my foundation. And when I wanted to heal from PTSD and um, the anxiety disorder that I suffered from, um, that's how Analog Girl came about. So um, that's about me. And we are in the anxiety zone. This is a segment called the anxiety zone. And we just talk about all things life that uh, pertains to us and sometimes some anxiety that yeah. causes us. <laughs> so yeah. unfortunately, those usually come together, come together. And I think one of the anxieties that a lot of us are going through right now is career anxiety because yes. some people are uh, losing their jobs. Some people have lost their jobs. Some people have gotten furloughed. We don't know when they're coming back. Um, uh, some people are in careers and we're wanting to, to shift, to do other things. And now, you know, Corona, the coronavirus, this pandemic might leave people stuck where, or may leave them feeling stuck. Like they can't yeah. make these moves during this time. And it's just not time to take risks. Um, so I'd like to just talk to you about, um, becoming uh, your own career coach during a time of crisis and is this possible and what would be the steps to take in order to uh, pivot in this during this time of crisis and still be able to come out on top as a career? Yeah. Woman? 
So, which is a great question, big question, but big yeah. <laughs> a good <Yeah>. one. Um, <laughs> I mean, certainly I just kind of want to preface this by saying, you know, I know people are feeling like all of a sudden we're living in this time of great uncertainty and am I equipped and ready to handle this? Am I going to be able to handle it? And I want everybody to remember that we've actually always lived in an uncertain time. Like, you know, tomorrow is never promised to anybody. Those, those phrases are there for a reason. Um, and, and what's happening, I think, is that we lived in uncertainty before and we were okay with it, but now our uncertainty is smacking us in the face and we are feeling like we don't have any control. Um, so the first thing I would say is just sort of like rem- remind yourself of like, you are strong and you were doing this before. And yeah, it maybe looks a little different because you're in your home, but you are totally capable of this. The other thing I want to talk about when it comes to becoming your own career coach is before you can do some of the the career things, there's a couple of like foundational items you have to take care of first. So like, for example, in my book, career is, is the third thing that we get to. The first thing we talk about is self-care. And I know that's an overused phrase and I wish there was a way to, to talk about this in a way that was almost sometimes felt more genuine than it can, especially on Instagram. But the thing about self-care is that if you are not taking care of your mental, emotional, and physical health, um, it won't matter what career stuff I tell you about because you won't, you won't be there with it. Right. Um, and so one of the things, and just to kind of keep this on topic to coronavirus and careers and what I said earlier is like, I think what's happening is a lot of people feel like stuff is not in their control and that brings anxiety and it brings worry and fear. And it makes you almost like have that analysis paralysis where you don't know how to move forward because you're not sure what to do. Um, coronavirus or no coronavirus, you know, having control of your life. And one of the things I've noticed is, um, rituals and routines and habits. Um, those are things that you can actually, like there's research that shows that when you are feeling out of control, when you are feeling like um, you, you're not really sure what to do, the, one of the first things to do is to actually think, like just sit still for a second and think about how you can create many accomplishments today, many small wins today. How can you make progress today? How can you kind of, um, again, get that control? Because those little things will add up to some of these big things. That's why my book is called Power Moves, which is normally people think of a power move as just like that one big action. But my goal is how can people start to actually make power moves every day in their life, whether they're daily, you know, medium or big. So the first thing I just want to kind of talk about when it when it comes to becoming your own career coach, make sure that you are having some structure to your day. You've got some routine, some rituals that you are doing to kind of help celebrate those milestones and then find small accomplishments that you can actually have every day. That's going to help, you know, just to get the mindset and the self piece of this in a, in a good place before we do anything. Um, and I'm sure you have a lot of tips related to that too, just because anxiety is sort of thinking about the future, right? And it's like, well, what can you do to take control of the present right now, which can really help. Um, so there's a lot of tips with that. I mean, I would, I would also say like one of the big things people could do before we even get to the career stuff is like, do you have a good sleep routine? You know, like, are you sleeping at night? Are you able to t- turn off your mind at night? That's a struggle for a lot of us. And their sleep is connected to so many other parts and, and things like that. So a good place to start would be, um, create a routine today, um, wake up at a certain time, go to bed at a certain time, um, create a ritual, a nighttime ritual or a morning ritual. I know those are like really big for people, um, and start there. 
Um, and then when it comes to the other parts of the career coach thing, uh, now that we've kind of talked about the self-care, which I don't want to forget about is, um, the money piece of this. So before you can kind of, again, work on the career stuff, you have to know where you stand right now. Money happens to be a big piece of that. And I know it's something that people have a lot of anxiety about, right? So one of the other things that you're going to want to do to kind of take control of your situation is look and see how much money do you have? What's, what's, is your cash flow? Where can you like look at, print out your statements for the last six to 12 months, take anything out that's not essential, like cut it, let it go. And those subscriptions, um, create that budget. Um, the other thing you want to do is look at like, where do you have debt? Where can you call those credit card companies and see if you can delay payments, lower interest rates, um, student loan, you know, there's a lot of stuff. So again, kind of the self-care piece and the money piece. Um, and the reason why that's really important is because when it comes to thinking about your next career move, it's going to matter how much runway you have, right? So if you don't have enough cash to pay your rent in the next, after two months, then guess what? The whole job search strategy for you is going to be totally different than somebody who has unemployment and has some emergency savings and they have like nine months of runway. Um, so, and, and there are a lot of like, even though the unemployment, um, benefits are being extended to people who are gig and freelance workers, like, you know, just cause you uh, apply for unemployment doesn't mean it comes right away. So, so those are the first two things to start with the, depending on how, what the money situation is. Um, I have kind of like two different strategies. If you go through your budget and you look at, and you cut everything and you look at your cash flow and you're like, I need a job ASAP, then I'm going to say, okay, let's not talk about, you know, your big, big career dream right now. Let's talk about where is their demand for jobs right this second and start applying for those. So that means looking at places like Amazon. I saw that Lowe's and Home Depot are hiring grocery stores. Um, Unemployment actually is hiring too as well. Yeah. Like the unemployment departments. Exactly. So like go basically instead of your job search being like, what do I want to do? It's like, just go where there's a job, just go where there's a job for right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, cause we can worry about the other stuff later and we're at a point, like, I think a big piece of this is all about prioritization, right? Like yeah. pick, pick your top one or two items and, and let the other ones go for right now. Um, if you, so if, if that's the case, you're going to do that first and then you can kind of get into the second part of the strategy. The next thing I would say about for career coaching that I find a lot is that people maybe who were laid off or furloughed, there's a good chance that they actually didn't like that job they were in anyways. Mm -hmm. And so, and I hear this a lot where they're like, I didn't actually like what I was doing before. I don't really want to go back to it. And as somebody who graduated during the financial recession, where I never have had the experience of like, oh, you graduate and you have time to think about what you want to do and explore. Like <laughs> yeah. a lot of us never got that. Right. And so this might actually be the first time ever in our lives, um, where, okay, you've been laid off, you're going to get employment. You're going to have time to think about what you want. And I'll tell you, I think that is what causes the most like freak out moments for people is they have to sit still and like actually consider what is it that I want? What right. am I not like? Self-reflection is, can be scary, especially when I feel like America, especially our drug of choice is busyness, right? Like we keep ourselves busy so that we don't have to deal with the other thing. Yep. Um, I think that's a good idea. So it's like, you, this is, it's, I mean, it's disappointing. I feel like, yeah. you know, even if you hated the job, it's like, I was in that position where I hated a job. I was going through a lot of mental uh, stress and turmoil at this job. And then when I got let go, it still was like, ah, oh, 
How yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah, I can't you're believe, insulted. Yeah, it's just like it was a you know it was a loss, you know, and it's just like I wanted to be able to do this on my own terms. So I understand um, how people will still feel away about it. So, but I think that's a good way to look at it is like now is the time if you have been furloughed if you have been laid off to say so what is it actually that I want to do um um do you feel like now's the time like even in the, in the wake of the pandemic is it still smart to say I want to start look if you're in the position to I want to start to look for positions that I think are going to be beneficial to me that I'm that are going to make me happy or I want to become my own brand and start my own business and like do you think that that's beneficial right now yeah because I think this is an opportunity to do something different if you're not happy with the way things have been right um you know, I focus a lot on people who are working for organizations. So like in starting your own company and doing your own side hustle, I would say like in the last recession, just remember a lot of companies were built during that time. Right. So like when people are laid off and they don't have something at home, um, oftentimes there's two things is like, you might start a side hustle in order to help you gain employment in whatever it is that you want to do next. If you don't find that and, and your business takes off, sometimes, you know, businesses happen by accident. Um, so I, I don't think it's a bad time at all. I think there's kind of a couple key parts here is that um, the most important thing that happens with this when you're trying to figure out what it is that you want to do is a lot of people just struggle with that question. And so what I always tell people, I'm like, look, let's, let's break it down to something a little bit more simple. Let's talk about what did you like at your last job? What are the things that gave you energy? And if you have, if you're like, I hated that job, I hated every second. Okay, fine what were you good at? Like, were you good at something at that job when you did it? Were you like, I'm so good at this. I don't care if you did it in two seconds or whatever. I'm just wondering like, what were you good at? Um, because oftentimes people like jobs that they're good at. So maybe trying to answer the whole, like, what do I want to do with my, my life is too big of a question for you. So you could also think about just what, what was I good at? Um, the other question you can try to find an answer to that's sometimes a lot easier is I always tell people, I'm like, you're struggling with that. Um, and you know, as someone who's been a career coach a lot, sometimes I'll tell people, okay, forget trying to answer that question. What kind of company do you want to work for? What is your idea of your, your career values? And let's find a company that aligns with it, or let's find a company that you're really excited about. Maybe you love their leadership. Maybe you love their products and services. Maybe you love the fact that the commute to them is only like five blocks from your house. Like it doesn't have to be this like long explanation of why they're on your quote unquote target company list. They just have to be a company that you're, that you want, that you're interested in. Um, and what I would do during this time period of kind of self-reflection is see if you can answer some questions about yourself and then see if you can have some informational interviews with people who work at your target companies or people who are working in jobs that maybe use the skill set that you're good at. So like if you're really good at um, building relationships, like maybe go talk and see if you can have some informational interviews with people who work in sales or business development or partnerships or something like that, right? So the, the big piece of this becoming your own career coach is that, and any career coach would probably have you do this too, that you would be paying is like, you're going to have a lot of homework assignments, which is like, go and do all this self-reflective work slash collect all this information. Like you're in an information gathering stage right now, um, especially if you have the time. And that's why I think this is a really unique opportunity for people is because most of the time when it comes to job searches, people are like, oh, I'm too busy. I don't have the time to do that. Or I can't get those people on the phone. But like, this is just such a unique opportunity that you, you can maybe do stuff that maybe you couldn't before. Um, 
So that's kind of step one. And then step two, um, after you've had those informational interviews and you've kind of asked yourself these questions, hopefully you're starting to, by engaging in this process, hopefully it's bringing you some clarity, right? About like, well, what is it that I want to do next? Um, what, what kind of gets me excited? I think once you just have even like a faint idea about that, um, then you can start to like, it's easier to get to where you're going if, if you know what you're trying to get to. Right. Um, and I, I experienced this. I was a, when I graduated college, like I said, it was a recession. There were no jobs. I ended up getting, I had to get a job. So I took a job as an admin assistant working for a university, definitely not even remotely close to a dream job. Um, but I was really good at one day I got this random assignment to do some recruiting and I was, I was really good at it. And I was like, I think I should be a recruiter. Like I, I liked this and I was good at it. I ended up for nine months, which mind you, I was working full time. So this could probably take less time for other people. Um, for nine months, I reached out to other recruiters to have informational interviews. I reached out to 70 people, 30 of them got back to me. So that's a less than 50% acceptance rates. But those 30 informational interviews about recruiting gave me so much insight. I was able to go from, I think I want to be a recruiter to, I want to be a university recruiter. I want to work for a tech company. And ideally I want to work for a startup. And I, I lived in LA and I was like, and I want it to be located on this side of the 405. Right. Yeah. Um, that is the type of clarity you need for a job search right now, because wherever you are applying, there's more people applying than there are openings probably for the job. Okay. So as far as doing the informational, some people don't know where to start, how to do, how to get an informational. Um, when people ask me that, I quickly lead them to LinkedIn. Do you yeah. feel like that is like your main source of connections where you can get your, uh, or, or, or networking yeah. um, on and talk with people? I mean, that's what I used. Uh, I used LinkedIn because I really didn't have my own network. I, I think if you're a person who has a network, it's always great to start with your own network first, right? Okay. So you, one of the things I really love is um, on Career Contessa, we have networking templates that you can literally copy and paste for this. Go to careercontessa.com and then click on downloads and they're called networking templates. Amazing. Um, so on there or so what I would what I encourage people to do first is like create this general email that basically says you know I lost my job because of coronavirus um here's and like here's what I'm looking for next here's what I'm really good at um if you know of and and, and uh, let's say let's say you worked in recruiting before and now you want to transition into marketing right so you would basically say something like you know and I would send these as individual unique emails don't mass email your whole email list. Um, I used to do that coming out of college. <laughs> I know we all, we're all guilty of that until you're on the other end. And then you're like, <laughs> why is this person doing this? I know. Yeah, this you're like, no wonder I got ignored. <laughs> so mine might be like, hi, Lauren, you know, hope you're staying safe and sane, whatever, you know, niceties. Um, you know, I was recently laid off due to coronavirus before I was working in recruiting for a tech company. I've had this time to really self-reflect and think about what my strengths were and what my, what I'm really interested in, in, in doing next. I've narrowed it down to, you know, I really am really interested in marketing. I really want to learn more about what other, what are the facets of marketing or what skill sets are used for marketing. And ideally I'd really like to go work for like, um, an e-commerce company or something like how, if you can get more specific. Okay. Cause I was going to say, you can be specific in there and just saying, you know, what your, what your transition is. And it's not, you know it, yeah, that's awesome. Okay. 
Okay. And then basically you would end it by saying like, if you know of anybody who'd be willing to have an informational interview with me, you know, 20 minutes of their time tops, I'd be, I'd really appreciate, do you know anybody? So that's what you can start with, with your own network. If you don't have a network, like I didn't, then you can go and find those people. So for example, if you don't have a network, you'd go on LinkedIn and you would first start by trying to find people who work in the marketing department for an e-commerce company. Mm-hmm. And my hack for LinkedIn is I actually don't think there's a lot of success with sending LinkedIn messages anymore. I think it's just too overwhelming. So what I usually recommend to people instead is I'll say, add them as a connection by adding, you know, including a note uh, about why you want to connect. Once they accept your connection, you can get their email address and send them a direct email. Okay. So that was going to be my next question would be, so what's another way and would be to find the person's email address and then email them directly. Yeah. I mean, you're just going to have a, people are checking their email probably more than they're checking LinkedIn and mails. Yeah, say. absolutely. Cause I'm never, I barely check it. And there's so much spam yeah. in there now, like back in the mm-hmm. old days, there wasn't all this like mass spam stuff. I mean, yeah. it's really unfortunate that LinkedIn's allowed that to happen, but yeah. It is. And a lot of people like selling programs yeah. from, in India. They're always, they're always from India selling me project management courses. And I'm like, if you don't get out of here. I know. <laughs> and it's because they can, they can send like thousands of those emails. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. how, do I, how do I get myself off of this like mass email situation? But anyway, the point being is like LinkedIn is still really good because almost everybody still has a LinkedIn profile, mm-hmm. legitimate and <laughs> the, the you know, person in India trying to sell something, but, um, I would, I would always try to find their email address. First. Okay. So do you think that reaching out Facebook messenger or Instagram DM, is that inappropriate? Is that unprofessional? It, do you get that question a lot? I think it totally depends on the industry. I mean, if you're doing maybe e-commerce and, I, I, you know, I, I think it, I don't know. I think it depends. I I think I'm a little old school in this where I'm like, look, I I would prefer people to use email. I don't really like when people slide into my DMS, but I'm also like, that's just not my style. I know that there are other people where they're like DM, you know, so if if the person you'll have to use your best judgment on that. I think if you don't know, then I would defer to email. I, I think email is still this very like formal and like respecting your space (laughs) place Mm -hmm. versus like, I don't know. I think of your Instagram DMs as being a little bit more personal and you don't know this person probably yet. Right. So once you've done your networking, um, and which I, by the way, if you've gotten, you've got 30 people to respond to you, I feel like that conversion rate is pretty high. That's kind of like numbers. (laughs) Yeah. That was back in like 2010. So I would say you're probably going to have to try even more people now, which is why, yeah. It's like, yeah, try with your network first. And if not, then, um, then, then you do cool. And here's another good thing. There's like 500 plus million people on LinkedIn. If mm-hmm. a few of them say no, find some other people. You know what I mean? Don't let the no, uh, discourage you when you're thinking about this too, you know, write down the progress you're making. I mean, that's a big piece of kind of becoming your own career coach is like, become your own accountability partner by, uh, or, you know, tracker by tracking your progress. Who did you reach out to today? Who said yes? Um, who, what are you going to do tomorrow? Because I also think that people kind of do this thing where they're like, okay, I'm going to have some informational interviews with people that work at my dream companies. And then they send, you know, five emails and they're like, nobody got back to me. I'm, I'm such a victim. Nobody got back to me and the world is stacked against me. It's like, 
you cannot have that attitude with this. You really have to, from day one, you have to start think about the fact that this is going to be hard. You're going to get told no. You're going to have to be a creative problem solver. You're going to have to push through. Like make sure when you visualize the end of the road with you and your dream job, that you also visualize all the hard work that it's going to take and all the no's along the way. Yeah, especially because, I mean, the Rona is the Rona's yeah. out here, you know, now. Yeah. So it's just like, it's, we're all going through it. Everybody, you know, everyone's been affected. Um, yeah. So I was going to ask, what was I going to ask? I usually be forgetting my questions. Oh, so as far as um, networking now, when people are reaching out, this does not mean, because I want to be clear for anybody listening who's taking notes, this doesn't mean that when you're reaching out with some, for somebody, you're not reaching out to them for the, for the purpose of getting a job. You're no. reaching out to these people for the purpose of getting more information about a particular position that they might have um, some relevancy in. Um, exactly. And to make a better decision. Okay. Yeah. Like I always tell people like, you should know what your learning goal is. So when I reach out to people, I want to make it as easy for them to say yes as possible. If you're asking them for a job, they're not going to say, right. <laughs> so, so I would send a message like, you know, hi, Lauren, my name is Lauren. I, I do this. I I'm really interested in transitioning to that. I would love, you know, would you be available for 20 minutes via phone. So don't ask them for the zoom and this and that, because again, you want to make it super simple for them to say yes, where I can ask you about, and maybe you even list your five questions that you ask them. And it would be like, how did you get into the field you're into? What do you love about? I mean, like one people do like talking about themselves, but I don't think people like surprises and they're not going to overcommit to something really long. So make it so that they say yes, understand what your learning goal is. If you need ideas for what questions to ask in an informational interview, Google informational interview, career contessa, you'll see all the articles we have and example questions you can ask, but please, please, please do not ask for a job. It can turn into a job. When I left Hulu, when I, I was a recruiter at Hulu before, when I left Hulu, the girl who took my job um, was somebody I had had an informational interview with about nine months before, and she stayed in touch. And when I was leaving, Hulu was like, well, do you know of anybody? And I was like, actually, I might. And so you know, it's not that it can't turn into a job, but you definitely should manage your expectations. Right. And not be so aggressive, not be aggressive. Like I'm looking for a job. Can you help me get this job? Yeah. Like, please. don't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I can't stress this enough, guys. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I've, I've gotten messages like that, especially when I worked at Spotify, for some reason that was, that's a hot one. So once I lo- posted that I worked at Spotify, my, inbox- Oh yeah was inundated with those kind of messages. It was crazy. So people are out there doing that. So they should just stop like yeah. stop right now. Yes. Um, so once you've networked and um, gotten your informationals and you're still getting your informationals, like what would be the next step? Because we kind of have to move fast here during this time of crisis. Like we don't really have time. A lot of people don't have time right now to like, oh, I'm going to breeze through and, you know, do an informational here and there. Um, What would be the next step if how fast could they move? Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like if, yeah, people want to move fast and you mean like when this is over, like move fast or even people who's like, I got to figure out something now I've been furloughed or I've been laid off. Like I've got to figure this out. So yeah, I want to network, but like, what can I do? What would be the next steps um, after, after networking? Yeah. If you have to move fast, then you need to focus on going applying for the jobs where you you know there's demand right now. So that means getting that resume in good place, uh, updating your LinkedIn profile or your cover letter. um, And 
and, and seriously applying. And I, I always tell people, I'm like, look, you can apply online. That's certainly a box that you need to check, but then see if you can find a real person to send your resume to. So let's say you are applying to work at a grocery, a local grocery store, like, um, and you know, they're hiring, they've literally have it on the door. We're hiring. So, um, update your resume and tailor it to the job that they are hiring for. So I always tell people like job descriptions actually tell you exactly what they're looking for. Right. And a lot of companies, uh, spend a lot of time writing those. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not like they're trying to trick you. So take that job description and look at what they're looking for and compare it to the bullet points that you have on your resume. One of the biggest resume faux pas I see is that people just have one master resume that tells you everything about them that's ever happened to them in their whole life. It's like three pages and they're like, here, you figure out which of the stuff about my life is the most important. No, 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 no. They're not going to do that. Remember, they're going to spend five seconds looking at this. So create a one page resume and tailor it to have the most important relevant information to them what do you know what that is? Because you can look at the job description and put that up at the top. An example might be, um, if a grocery store is looking for somebody, um, they might have a piece on their job description. That's about customer experience and working well with other people. Okay. So you want to highlight in those bullet points in your last job, you know, how you were able to collaborate or work well with other people. Maybe they're looking for a creative problem solver, like use their words in your bullet points. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing you can so do- that's okay to do because I used to be paranoid about that and then wrecking my brain like I've got to paraphrase exactly you know I've got to go through and paraphrase, paraphrase what they put in the job description and my resume so it doesn't look like I just copied oh yeah no yeah no you, you don't know? want to copy it directly you're right yeah you want to paraphrase I, I guess what I mean is like whatever keywords or themes that they are focused on in their job description that's what you want your bullet points or what you talk about to be focused on um you know, for example, if they're talking about customer experience, maybe the, the, the key word is customer experience, but you're not going to write exactly like exactly. Yeah. So, so, but that's fine. Like it doesn't look like, Oh, this girl, she just looked at our job description and she just said, Oh, cause we mentioned customer service. We're going to, she put customer service in there. So normally jobs don't think that way. They just be like, okay, I think, I think if you copied literally word for word, like their whole set, yeah, they, they <laughs> have an issue with it. but if you are using their keywords or trying to say, Hey, like, I guess the way I always looked at it is, hey, you read our job description and you recognize that we really care about these four things and you made sure to describe how your skills or your past experience is relevant to those four themes. So think of it more as like, it's a direction. It's, it's like the roadmap for you, but you're not going to copy it directly. I mean, another hack I have for this is like, um, you know, if you're applying for a job at the grocery store, see if you can find four other job descriptions for really similar roles. And you'll usually notice that like, uh, you know, being, um, I don't know, like a clerk at a grocery store, all those job descriptions are going to have a little bit of similarities because the roles are really similar. So print out all five of them and highlight whatever gets repeated through all five of those. Those are the main themes and the most important things for that role to have. Okay. Um, so, um, what would be uh, your tips and tricks about just overall navigating career, um, right now during the crisis? I'm sure you're getting, I know your DMs are lit right now. They gotta be. (laughs) (laughs) They're really sad. They are. Are they sad? I mean, I I mean, this is what I always tell people. I'm like, look, 
the thing that's going to bring someone to a career site is probably a negative catalyst, right? Like yeah. you don't think about your career when you love your job and everything is going great. So we, mm. we usually, our DMs are usually a fairly depressing place because it's an issue at work. It's a layoff. It's, I mean, they just happen to be particularly sad right now. And I will, mm-hmm. I even asked yesterday on Instagram, how many people have been laid off versus uh, not. And there's actually a lot of people who are like, I haven't been laid off, but I'm actually, I think they're almost more freaked out because they're, they're like, am I going to get laid off? Am I this not? This is the thing. Yeah. Cause I'm working. I'm, it's like, every time I get emailed, I'm nervous. Like, do they think I'm home doing nothing? Like what yeah. does this mean? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know, you know? So yeah. I think, I, so there's two pieces. Um, just to say, if you are laid off, I think that you need to do is to do all the stuff we just talked about, which is if you need a job, go out and apply for a job right now. If you don't take this time to really, for lack of a better word, like figure your shit out, figure out what is it that you want to do and why, and start networking and start building your resume, your cover letter, your LinkedIn around all that, like truly use this time to start getting your stuff ready to go. Um, make a list of your, you know, five target companies that you want to go after and also learn everything you can about those roles in those companies. Um, and if you want to be really savvy about it, try to pick companies that you think are going to come back a little sooner than ones that are probably going to be out for a while. Okay. If you are still employed right now and you're that in that camp of, I'm still here, but I'm like nervous. Your main job is to keep your job right now. Right. And the way to do that is to go to your boss and be like, tell me what is the most important thing for this company right now? What is going to keep our company in business? What is uh, the most valuable thing that I could be adding? Ask these questions. Don't shy away from these questions because you're afraid of the answer. It will be so impressive to your boss, but also maybe go to your boss with some ideas like, hey, I'm recognizing that these seem to be the top three things that are the most important. Am I correct with that? Okay, cool. I'd really like to come up with a game plan on this thing or you know, I know that we are, we, we still have these 10 clients and we want to make them as happy as possible. I've come up with like be a creative mm-hmm. problem solver and, and think about what are the things that are the most important to your company right now. Um, and, and ask that and talk about it. The other thing I really like about like you ultimately are trying to create value and gain influence at work become the person and gaining influence is like become the person at work where when they talk about that topic, you are the go-to expert. Like you are the person where they're like, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, but Lauren knows everything about that. Become an expert at something that is important at work. Um, the other thing I think right now that's important is you don't want your boss forgetting that you exist, right? Yeah. So we are big fans at Career Katessa of what we call the no need to reply email, which means every single Monday, you're going to send an email to your boss that says, here are the things that I'm working on. Uh, and like my priorities and any, um, I don't know, anything that you think around those, those top three things that they would need to know. And you can even literally end it saying, there's no need to respond to this. Just let me know if any of this doesn't see, like, or no need to respond unless some of this doesn't seem like you. And then every Friday and send them another email that says, here's all the stuff I got done this week. Here's what I made progress on. Here are the challenges I came up against and here's how I plan to fix those. Again, no need to respond, but I wanted to keep you in the loop. So just be very top of mind also. Okay. I'm had to write that down because I've not been doing that. I wonder if my boss do it. I'm like, I wonder my boss be like, what the fuck is she sending me these emails for now? (laughs) Like, why is she doing I mean, to be fair, it's funny because bosses are just as freaked out as employees and like they're also trying to stay top of mind and busy. So like Mm -hmm. there is a little bit of posturing that's going on with everybody, but 
whatever play the game okay yeah yeah <laughs> i'm gonna play the game yeah. um so one last question um what's been your advice to people who have been reaching out about productivity it's been so hard to remain proud um, pro, um productive at home yeah. I live alone. I ain't got no, I'm not with no kids or anything. And I'm still like, yeah, I don't even feel like I'm going to leave this meeting from my bed. You know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think that, um, and I know there's stuff all over the internet about like, you don't need to use this time to be productive. It's like, can we stop shaming people? Like, yeah. I, I'm just so sick Across of these. the boards. <laughs> yeah. Like we can all live happily in the middle. Like we need mm-hmm. to stop being like, if you're productive, that means you are, you're either too productive or you're a lazy piece of shit. Like they're, right. they're, they're like, why do we assume there's these? <laughs> so first I just have to get that off my chest because I'm really tired of the whole, like shaming people who want to be productive, let people do whatever they want. Right. Um, Second of all, um, with productivity, I will say research shows that setting goals and working toward them actually is good for your well-being. So it's actually good to get things done. If you are struggling with productivity, it's usually, you know, procrastinating on something isn't because um, usually the task itself, it's some negative emotion around the task that you need to do. And it's kind of, I'm, I'm sure we've all been there before where you like put something off and put it off and then you do it and you're like, that was only 10 minutes. Why, right. Like I've been putting that off for so long. Yeah. So I think with productivity, what I would do and what I would really encourage people to do is again, like these daily power moves or these daily habits or rituals, like create some structure and, and stick to it. Be self-disciplined enough to be like, okay, I'm going to set my alarm and I'm going to do this and recognize what are your most productive hours and do your biggest work during that time. Um, have a dedicated workstation. Like the, I know everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this stuff works. It really does. Like mm-hmm. take a shower, brush your teeth before, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you'll, you will feel better about it. Um, so I think it's, it's a couple things for productivity. It's, having some designated work area. It's having some structure and it's recognizing uh, when your energy levels are going so that your most important work is being done. If you're a morning person, if you're a night person, um, and, and then of course building in break time. And then the last thing I think for productivity is that can actually really hurt people is right now our home and our works are all the same thing. You truly need to set some, some work hours. Um, I was emailing with someone the other day and in her email signature, she had her work hours in there. And I thought that was really nice that if you email her after her work hours, she lets you know, like, Hey, right now I'm keeping the work hours of nine to six. Um, so any emails I get before or after that, I'll respond to you probably the next day. Mm -hmm. I think that's good. Just be over communicative about it. You know, Mm -hmm. um, but productivity, look, there's, there's no button around productivity other than you're not doing that thing because it, you're either trying to take on a big task when your energy level is not there. So that's not a good time to be doing it. Or you are, you have a negative emotion around why you don't want to do this thing. I would just say, write all those feelings down, then take the piece of paper and rip it up, you know? Oh, well, I'm probably, and, I mean, and a lot of us are just feeling like this is the end of the world. Like, what do yeah. I have to say? You know, like, what do I need to answer this email we for? Don't, we don't have behavior problems. We have emotional processing problems. You yeah. know what I mean? So process that emotion. Like, why are you progressing? Like name of the emotion. Like, why don't you want to do this thing? Why don't you want to get out of bed? Why talk, literally talk to yourself about it. Mm-hmm. And then write it down on a paper and then rip it up. 
Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, she's a positive psychologist. She tells everyone to have uh, what she calls an urge jar. So mm-hmm. p- apparently she told me this, that emotions last, like those urge, emotional urges last for 90 seconds. So while you're in that emotional urge of like to not do the thing, it's like, okay, so sit there in that 90 seconds and on a piece of paper, write down what that emotion, like what that urge is that you have, which the urge might be to blow something off, to not do it at all, whatever, write it down on a piece of paper. Um, and then crinkle it up into a ball and put it into your urge jar so that it's, it's confined in that space. Um, and that, I mean, at least it's, it's a good habit to create, to help you with that emotional processing, which is again, like 99.9% of the time, we don't have a behavior problem. We have an emotional, emotional processing issue. Yeah. And we have to figure out how to process this. And none of us were taught that. Just no, so and listen, none of us was taught that shit, and none of us was taught, taught how to get the hell through Corona. <laughs> so, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, they missed that that day in school, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't know what the hell we're doing out here. But yeah. this is great, great information. Um, so again, can you tell us where we can find? Because I'm going to your website, I'm gonna be downloading all your resources. Right <laughs> Thank now. you. Well, um, all of our webinars are free right now too during coronavirus. So, um, that's another great learning platform for people is if you go to career contessa literally so much stuff is free on there outside of our career coaching and our online courses everything else is free so all of our webinar replays are free during this time um go click on webinars click on downloads for those templates we also have a podcast it's called the females it's spelled f-e-m-a-i-l-s like the word female and email um mixed together and then my book is called power moves how women can pivot reboot and build a career purpose it comes out may 19th uh and it's going to be everywhere that books are sold but i would you know i would really encourage anybody who is feeling like they're in a kind of that fork in the road that turning point of their career like this book is not just my experience it's all i do is think about women's careers all day every day um so i've done a lot of this research for you and there's a lot of practical tips and advice in the book it's called power moves Cool. So fun. I like to do cute little fun things so we can get to know who the person is behind the mic. Um, what's your favorite song? What are you listening to right now? Have you chimed in with D Nice lately? What have you been doing <laughs> on your quarantine, girl? Well, it's so funny because <laughs> we were talking about uh, Instagram lives and last night a friend of mine and we were ch- chatting about that too. And I was like, yeah, there's too many Instagram lives. O- only only he gets to stick around and like the internet gets to vote on the other five people. <laughs> you know, I'm, like, I'm like, but he stays, he stays. Um, so my quarantine, I mean, I think the thing that's been keeping me the most sane, um, is just going for a walk every single day. Mm-hmm. I've got this like four mile loop, which is actually like fairly long. It takes an hour, but it's, it's great for, uh, a a good podcast and I'm trying not to binge too much on news. Um, it's really good for a book on tape. Um, my husband is definitely the DJ in our house. So (laughs) he's really good at, you know, every, I would say he's a good mix of someone who's playing like a variety of music, uh, which is just a good way to like tune out from the world. So I agree, like finding something, whether it's a walk, whether it's just sitting there listening to good music, um, Are you social distancing when you're walking? Yes. Okay. I, there, I mean, even if you weren't, you would get shamed so bad. You do? Yeah. Like any, I, I mean, there's, there's literally signs on our street where people are like leaving notes, like, please. And I'm like, 
Okay, if you, if you were trying to do this without a mask or getting too close to people, they would give you a look that just literally yeah. like went straight. Yeah, New that. York and I think New York and LA, we're not playing with people in the streets nowadays. Like especially in the supermarket, we're running from each other in the aisles now. Yeah. <laughs> and also everybody's wearing a mask. Yes. So it's not it's not like some people and like you're like, oh, that girl's taking this way too seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no there's no weird looks or anything like that. No. Okay, cool. So you're hanging in there for your your quarantine. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you for having on me on the show. I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, and it's, it, it's helped me because I'm taking my notes and I hope it's helped other people. And I will be putting all your information in the description box too as well. Thank so you. you made it through the anxiety zone. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I hope that conversation has either inspired you or motivated you to take control of your career, to take control of your life and figure out what your life purpose is um, and maybe even get back on track or give you some confidence to know that you are not alone um, and that there are some resources out there for you if you have not yet found work at this time. Now, you know, I always like to leave y'all off with some affirmations this time around because, you know, I've talked to you earlier in the podcast about high anxiety and feeling triggered, I'm just going to go ahead on and do some positive affirmations that I feel like might be helpful to me and also helpful to y'all out there because these are such anxious times. So here we go. Anxiety isn't dangerous. I'm just uncomfortable. I'll make it through this. Anxiety isn't dangerous. I'm just uncomfortable. I'll make it through this. The picture in my head isn't healthy. That's just me being negative. The picture in my head isn't healthy. That's just me being negative. I feel anxious, but so what? I know what that feels like and I'll get through it. I feel anxious, but so what? I know what that feels like and I'll get through it. I'm going to focus on things I love to get me through this. I'm going to focus on things I love to get me through this. I will be okay. I will be okay. I am okay. I am okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast all the way to the end, I might add. Okay, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I hope to hear from you guys on any kind of feedback that you had on this. And please don't forget to share with your friends and family or anybody you think that might benefit from these episodes. And until next time, guys, I ain't gonna hold y'all and I ain't gonna let y'all hold me. Bye.